and welcome to another episode of Coffee with Tea. I'm your host, Tanya Tyler, and I'm excited about my guest today. What we're going to talk about is some pandemic wealth, and what that means is what should you do to secure a better financial position? So my guest is Mr. Philip Hughes. He has 33 years of financial planning and insurance uh, investment background, plus he's 23 years with Legal Shield. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Mr. Philip Hughes. Hello, Mr. Hughes. Hey, Tanya. How are you today? Welcome. Welcome. I'm doing wonderful. How is everything with you in this pandemic? Well, everything actually, quite honestly, is kind of a, a, of a very strange mix. Um, uh, you know, you would think, obviously, a lot of people are facing all sorts of challenges and issues. Um, but right now, we're seeing one of the biggest growths and booms within our business uh, because of the business model that we have and the need for the services that we actually are bringing to the market. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's the, you know, for some, it's the worst of times. For us, it's kind of like the best of times from a business perspective. And um, what we're doing is teaching, training, sharing with other folks how to begin to handle what's going on in the marketplace right now and how to begin to reposition yourself for, um, to, to be able to make sure that you, your family, your current, um, your current financial situation is okay in the midst of the, these challenging times that we're in. All right, right. So, I mean, I know this has been challenging times for like a lot of folks in dealing with the fear. So how, how can someone prepare for um, taking what we've learned through this storm and prepare for, you know, maybe avoiding the next storm? <laughs> Well, quite honestly, this storm is actually, you know, I think quite honestly, we're, we're, our perception of what we're about, what we're going through, we may have a little bit too much, too much, too optimistic of a view in terms of how quickly this thing will in fact be over. We've never been in a situation before whereby we've had to literally shut down a booming economy. And, um, and underneath these circumstances, it's going to take time to, to uh, get the economy back up and running. But if we don't do the right things in terms of making sure that we can um, to restart and restart correctly, and we're not sort of get into a vicious cycle of repeating this process. And it, you know, and it, it has a lot to do with the response to, um, the, to the COVID-19 situation and whether or not we're handling that well. Um, but for average people, for, for, for those of us who are out here, Quite honestly, this could be a, a great opportunity if you really take a, take a look at it from a different standpoint. It is one of the absolute best opportunities to serve, to help, to go out and really um, engage people in a different way. If you're, facing, if, you're, if you're facing challenges and crisis and you're focusing on your situation, guess what? Here's what I'm going to recommend that you do. Go out and serve somebody else. That will totally change your perspective, your mindset. On, on your current situation. Because guess what? There's always people who have it more difficult than you. And so if you go out and help someone else, it makes you feel better about your situation, gives you a sense of purpose and control, and at the same time of contribution. And, it's going to, and I'll share a little bit more about you know, some things strategically that you can do um, that you should be doing in this particular time frame, Tanya. Right, right. So I, I mean, I know you have, um, you talk about the shift in your mindset. So how do people prepare for a shift in mindset? I mean, do we just go out and like, um, like what's some of the tips and tools that we can put in place to shift that mindset? 
I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, you know, excellent question, uh, Tanya. Here's the thing, you know, it's basically like five R's that I'm really encouraging people to really begin to begin to do. One is to reassess. Take uh, inventory, take evaluation of, of, you know, your values and what do you believe in? Really take a good look and see what are the core things that are important for you. You also need to reevaluate, which is the second R, your goals, your dreams. What is it that you're pursuing? So often times people, you know, they feel like they're climbing the ladder, climbing the corporate ladder, climbing the ladder of success, only to get to the top and realize that they were, they were leaning against the wrong wall. And so, you know, they need to shift. You need to take a good look. Then this is the perfect time. You know, I tell, I tell people that God kind of took, put us on a, all on a timeout in order to, and some of us, we really do need to really do that reevaluation. And then you need to come back and reestablish and reestablish your connection to your life goals, to what you, you know, to what you committed to, you know, make sure that you're on, on indeed on the right path. And then the, you know, then the, the fourth, uh, the, the fourth R is that you got to regroup. You got to evaluate who you say, who in your life is bringing you um, uh, value, who in your life is helping to uplift and help you to achieve your goals. You got to regroup, regroup your resources. And what do you have available? Evaluate those. Make sure you have the right resources in play and in place. And then finally, which is the final R, you got to realize. Realize your goals. Realize your dreams. Start pursuing that in which you love. Uh, you know, it, it's so often we go after money as opposed to going after, you know, the thing that we were created and put here on this earth to do. And so, and sometimes those things are totally different. So that's, this is a great time to make that, you know, to, to take those five R's, apply them to your life in order to make some shifts. Now, a lot of times when I talk about pandemic wealth, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about money because if you understand the definition of wealth, wealth has little to do with money. It has everything to do with mindset and you have to have an abundant mindset in this time frame. You need to think totally differently than perhaps you have. Too many people are operating out of a sense of scarcity. And as a result, they're scared. And so we want to change that mindset, change that perspective. You need to start listening to folks who uplift your spirit and give you information in this time frame to help you rethink how you think. I like that. I like that. So you mentioned about changing your, uh, uh, your mindset. So what are some of the tools that can help you change that mindset from, you know, your lack of scarcity to your abundant wealth. I mean, like I said, it comes with planning. So what, what some tools do you have in place that you would say recommend? Well, definitely, Tanya, you, it's the books that you read. One book, um, you know, that I'm, I'm really suggesting that people really take a, a good look at at this point in time. Um, you know, one book that got me thinking differently was Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And, you know, this, you know, is sort of a foundational book in helping really people to rethink how they are approaching the marketplace. And it's critical. Another book, and hopefully you can see this, and, and uh, you know, it's called, this book is called Mastery. Um, it's by, uh, by a gentleman by the name of George Leonard. Uh, Mastery is a, as a book is uh, focused in on, you know, how do you master? How do you, how do you go about um, getting the most out of, of your skills. How do you go about, you know, uh, achieving something great? Because anytime you have someone who've achieved greatness, they've went through a process of mastering their skills, mastering, 
Um, you know, mastering the mundane things that will take them to success. They have mastered the fundamentals of their craft. And so this is a perfect time for you to be able to do just that. And so it's a book you read, YouTube videos. There's some amazing YouTube videos. I was listening to, um, uh, I was listening to this morning, a gentleman by the name of Ed Milette, who is one to become one of my, you know, one of my mentors from afar. And he had, he had an opportunity um, to, to interview A-Rod, um, you know, um, Alexander Rod Rodriguez, who's accomplished so much in the baseball world, but he's also a, 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 an accomplished businessman. And the things that they were sharing, the things that they were talking about in terms of mindset was just incredible. So YouTube videos, books, um, getting yourself around people who are positive and moving in the direction that you want to go in is really, really key in this, in this season. Well, that's really, I mean, you great, got some great pointers on there. Um, how do you recognize if you're operating in the lack mindset? I mean, to, I know to recognize something to change it, you have to recognize that you're in it. So what, how do you recognize if you're operating in the lack mindset? Well, Tanya, one of the best ways to be able to recognize that you're, that you're operating in the mindset, you'll, one, you'll know, because you'll begin looking at your life a little bit differently. You'll, you'll understand um, that, you know, your, your perspective starts to change. Instead of looking at the glass as being half empty, you start to look at it as being half full. You start to see the, you start to see opportunities all around you. It's amazing that some of the greatest businesses were started in times of economic challenge and economic struggle. You got to, and, and you know, it's, uh, for those of you who are in small business or working in small business, this is, could be one of the greatest times for you because it requires innovation. It requires you to shift on the fly. Big companies are not able to do that. During great times, big companies excel and excel well. Small companies, on the other hand, they can, you know, if they don't succumb to the challenge as opposed to make the changes necessary and be innovative and think outside the box. And that's one of the things we're challenging people to do is to think outside the box. You can't think in a normal frame and just expect for things to just return to normal. You're going to have to assess what could, well, there could be another new normal. And you need to be able to say, okay, what are the opportunities and the advantages in that new normal and take full advantage of it? I love how you would say that because like I said, a lot of people, I'm hearing the term, the new normal. So coming out of this, what are some things that we can do, um, I guess, from the financial planning aspect that we can go forward with this? Great, great, great question. Um, and from a financial planning side, uh, I will say this is that I said there may be some we may have a longer time uh, and challenge economically um, than most people tend to expect. And the thing I, which I've been preaching for on for, uh, uh, for about 20 plus years have been encouraging folks to take more financial responsibility in the marketplace and to start to develop other forms of income. You know, uh, people have been uh, hearing this term, multiple income streaming. You definitely want to begin to Look at how you can generate more revenue coming in that you control. Too many people, they basically have just put all their eggs in one basket, and that is a job, in which uh, you know, many of us refer to uh, J-O-B, just over broke. <laughs> so, so people have sort of focused in on getting a job or career, but they haven't diversified their revenue streams. And one of the things you understand about wealthy people 
is that wealthy people don't go out and get a job. Matter of fact, their educational process is very different. We're taught to go to school, get a good education, so that uh, you can then uh, go and work uh, 40 hours a week for the next 40 years and retire on 40% of what you couldn't live off of in the first place. You know, how's that system working out for most people? They're coming to find out that it's not working. What do, what do wealthy people do? Well, they go to school, they get, edu they get educated, but they get educated in the marketplace. They, get, they use personal development to change their thinking. There are a lot of folks who have, you know, went into the marketplace with the right mindset and become very wealthy, but they haven't got a lot of formal schooling. You know, um, I see a good education, you know, will, uh, a good education will make a living for you. You know, it'll help you to make a living. But personal development, changing your mindset, that could make you rich. That is your security. The only security you have in a marketplace is your ability to be able to go out into the market and produce. And so you want to make sure you're doing just that. <laughs> so, see, I, I got agreement from the dogs. <laughs> you know, I, 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 love, I love this whole, uh, if, for those who don't know, this is real, right? <laughs> this is off the cuff. This is off the fly. Uh, like I said, you're giving us some great inf uh, uh, feedback on how to build our, our wealth and stuff like that. So what is the difference between like um, building wealth and just making a living? Is there something you can expand upon that? Oh, yes, because, you know, making a living is it means that you're just you're going for the money. You're going to be able to, um, you know, just go and meet your bills and and, uh, you know, get a few things on the side, maybe take a vacation. Building wealth is totally different. Building wealth is about, as I said before, it's not about money. It's about maximizing you and everything you've been gifted, understanding what your gifts are and taking them to the marketplace in a very strong way. Somewhere it's written is that your gifts will make room for you. And so if you really begin to understand that, that you've been blessed with amazing gifts, amazing talents, amazing abilities, and, um, you know, and you're supposed to, and these are, this is not for you. It's for someone else. It's for helping others and impacting other people's lives in a very profound way. If you can get, get excited about literally turning your life into a ministry and assisting and helping others, you can have dramatic impact and you can actually begin to build financial wealth because money will become attracted to you by the person you become. You know, and that's, a, that's something that most people don't realize is that you can actually attract the, the resources and everything that you need in abundance into your life based on how you think and, and then taking those thoughts and applying it to the marketplace and taking action. That's, that's profound. So again, like I said, I'm not trying to like, um, like get you into a corner, it has to be a certain way. <laughs> but like you say, how many streams of income should people look at? at like having, you know, I mean, you talk about one as your job, but overall to be like financially wealthy or prepared for whatever comes to them. How many streams of income should people be looking for? Well, it, quite honestly, it really does depend on, you know, you, your goals and what you are, are set to achieve. Um, most people, most wealthy people, they go out and they build a primary revenue base, a business. You know, they go out and they, you know, because I, I've, I've, I haven't seen too many folks who've actually become thoroughly financially independent from a job. You know, unless you're a CEO of a company or, or somewhere up in the upper echelons, and many of these people, they approach their career almost as if it is, as if they are 
a, a, a corporation attaching themselves to another corporation. They have a totally different mindset, the CEO mindset, which is very different. So even that class of people, even though they have technically a job, they approach it very differently. And so when you talk about multiple income streams, you know, you build a base, you find out what it is that, that, that you're excited about. You go out there and you work that hard um, and you invest in yourself and you grow yourself. But as soon as you possibly can, as you have other, if you start to build that main revenue source, start to diversify your revenue streams, study real estate. Uh, one of the things in which I do, I tell people, hey, look, look at home-based business development. Home-based businesses right now is the best place for the average person to start to generate additional revenue. In a, let's say, and, and you know, there's a lot of, there's a plethora of different home-based businesses which are out there. One of the reasons 23 years ago, uh, actually 25 years ago, I started studying wealthy people. I started looking at the marketplace, looking at what average, you know, what type of businesses and business programs could average people take advantage of. You know, I looked at, you know, traditional business, which takes a lot of resources and a lot of expertise. And um, only, unfortunately, only 5% of those succeed over a five-year period of time. 95% of those fail. And in the success of five, um, five years, uh, of that 5%, 95% of those fail. So the failure rate on traditional business is not only great. Franchising is another, another way that people can get into business. Unfortunately, to get into the best franchises, it takes anywhere between um, $100,000 to $250,000 or up to a million dollars if you're talking about a McDonald's. Now, franchises, they have great concepts and great, great cookbooks on how to succeed. Problem is, from an average person's standpoint, most people don't have $100,000 or $250,000. You have to be an accredited investor to invest in those. Then there's this whole other area, uh, you know, known as home-based business. You know, some people call it direct sales network marketing. But guess what? You know, there are a lot of great opportunities within uh, the network marketing field. And so over the past 25 years, I've studied different opportunities, probably looked at over 350 different opportunities in the direct sales space. And there are, uh, there's really only a few that we say, you know what, these are good companies that we would potentially recommend. And there's one that we're leading with, and that, that one is Legal Shield. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Hughes. We're down to our two, our two minutes. So if people want to know more information about you and your services and, and maybe some of the, the services that you offer, where can we find that information? Well, Tanya, I'll tell you what, you know, the best place to be able to reach out to me is on LinkedIn. Just look up Philip Hughes, uh, make it real easy for you guys. Uh, you can um, look me up on LinkedIn. Also, I'm also on Facebook as well um, as such. My, you are, uh, my website URL is a little bit long, but I said the best place would be to be able to make that contact. Um, and uh, if, you're, if you can't put any information at the end of this particular video or, or, or in a link, you know, um, as such, there's a, that would be great as well. But definitely give me a, give me a, um, let's say a shout out on LinkedIn and Facebook. Well, thank you, Mr. Hughes. We are just down to our last few minutes, and I want to take a moment to say thank you for Mr. Hughes for coming on. And I will remind everybody, I do put all the links to where you can find Mr. Hughes and his business and information about what he offers in the link in the comments below. Uh, I do apologize, Mr. Hughes, about my dogs. I didn't mean for them to jump in in the middle of our conversation. Oh, they had great timing. <laughs> they, they were, they were just affirming what I was sharing. <laughs> well, I want to say thank you for your time, and I do play, uh, please uh, uh, love all the information that you get. I want to remind everybody else, 
here who's on here that we do post our, our interviews on our Facebook page, Confidence Drives, every Wednesday and Fridays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you're interested in becoming a guest, please email me at sweetandsocial at gmail.com. Again, I will put all the information in the links. And again, I want to personally say thank you, Mr. Hughes, for your time. Oh, you're welcome, Tanya. Uh, great, uh, great opportunity. Great, great show. I appreciate your, your asking me to be on. Well, no problem. Please wish you and your family safe times during these, uh, this pandemic. Stay safe out there. And I want to say thank you. And we look forward to everybody coming back with us next episode. So thank you for joining us on Coffee with Tea. All right. Bye-bye.